This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, as, as we gather here today, we ask that you speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, into our hearts. Among what we ask you to speak into us today is, is the truth, the, the majesty, the glory of who you really are. And also, the truth of who we really are without you and who we really are with you because of you. Lord God, bless this time together. Go deep into our hearts and let us worship you. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. What's one of your favorite dad jokes? Okay. Being a dad, I have a few of them. And what we're going to do is we're going to gauge how good or bad they are, right, by your reactions in the chat room, those of you worshiping online, and by your groans here for those of you at the ministry center, okay? So, so here's the first one. Why do dads take an extra pair of socks along when they go golfing? In case they get a hole in one. Good. So sad that you know that. <laughs> That's good. So seeing you in the shower is fun until you get soap in your mouth. And then it just turns into a soap opera. There you go. <laughs> if April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims, good. <laughs> or not so good, right? What do the Eiffel Tower and a tick have in common? They're both parasites. Oh. I know, just imagine if you had to say them. <laughs> the dad said, I thought it was the dryer shrinking my clothes. But come to find out, it was the refrigerator. Okay. Well, today, as, as Pastor Ben mentioned, we're going to conclude our series entitled Called, where we've been looking at the different callings that God gives each of us to reflect him in the world. And today, since it's Father's Day, right, it just makes sense that we would look at God's calling for fathers. Now, now understand, too, before we hop in here and everything, it is not my goal to beat up any dad, okay? Because, after all, I'm one of them. But I do want to encourage all of us with the love of God and the direction that God gives us for what makes dads great, okay? You know, what do great fathers do? I think the first place we need to start, though, is with what kind of father is our God? I think that's important because for some of us, right, while we all have biological fathers, some of us don't know who that biological father is. That, that person has been non-existent in our life. 
For some of us, we've had fathers who have done evil things, unspeakable things. For others of us, we've had fathers who are there physically, maybe even financially, but they've never really been there emotionally or spiritually. For some of us, we're blessed to have really good dads, but they still blew it from time to time because they're sinful, just like the rest of us. So what kind of father is our God? God, our father, is a compassionate father. Jesus teaches us to pray, our father, our dear daddy. God is compassionate. He sees our struggles and our stumbles, our weaknesses and our failures. And he doesn't turn his back on us and go, well, (laughs) you know, I told you so. Or you got yourself into the mess, you get yourself out. Now he's right there. He's compassionate because he cares for us. He knows all about our pains. He has a complete understanding of all of this. He knows all about our fears, our our worries, our anxieties. And so God, our, our heavenly father, he had the scriptures write these words, cast all your anxiety on him, on God, because he cares for you. God is so compassionate and so caring that he has adopted us into his family without prejudice through the blood of Jesus. God, our father, is as we sang not long ago, a good, good father. He is perfect. Every good and perfect gift that we have is from God. If you have anything good, it's from God. Whether that's possessions, skills, or ability, if it's good, it's from God. And know that, that some of you might be saying, wait up, Bill, you know, I worked really hard for what I have. I'm glad you did. I want you to know that God gave you the ability to work really hard. God gave you the opportunity to work hard. God, our Father, never fails. He never changes his mind. All of his promises are true and yes in Jesus. He never fails. God is faithful. Absolutely faithful. 100% of the time. Nothing catches him off guard. When we're looking around going, what's going on in our world? He's still got it all under control. I saw this tweet this past week from from John Tyson, who's a pastor in New York City. And he said in the tweet, just a reminder today that in spite of all that's happening in the media, the kingdom of God is doing quite well and advancing around the world. God is all-powerful. Our our Heavenly Father is all-powerful. He does way more than what all of us can even dream of 
or imagine. He keeps the big picture in mind. He doesn't get tossed and turned by the twists and turns in life. God, our Heavenly Father, is our Father who is near. He is not far away. He is as near as the callings that he's given to us, and he's as near to us as his word and sacrament. Okay? And of course, there's more, but on the basis of those things, on the basis of who God, our Heavenly Father, is, that he's compassionate and caring, that he's good and that he's faithful, that he's near, that he's adopted us into his family, all these things on that basis then that we began to look at the calling of earthly fathers. Now, a lot of us here, we grew up in families where our dads and our moms, they wanted us to have a better life than they did. They wanted to provide more for us. They wanted us to have more possessions. They wanted us to have more opportunities, right? And and so we were blessed to have that. And now we've taken that on too. And we wanted our kids to have an even better life than we did, to have even more possessions than we did, to have more opportunities like for education and things like that than we did. The problem is, is if we're not careful in that desire to provide all these things, we end up not teaching our children about self-control. And you know what the lack of self-control looks like, right? Uh, You know it from your own personal life. I I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. The lack of self-control, you see that on the news. Someone gets angry and they start shooting. And we see that rampant in our community right now. The lack of self-control leads to robbery and thefts. And there's just one car stolen right after another, right after another again in our community. The lack of self-control leads to promiscuous and adulterous lifestyles. Dads, I I want you to be able to provide a a better life for your kids than what you had. But what I want you to keep in mind is so often when we think about that, we're just thinking about material possessions and earthly opportunities. We're We're thinking about things that will sooner or later spoil, perish, fade away. You know, just think if, if you owned, a, and maybe you do, you own a, a model year 2000 car. There was, a, there was a day when that was brand new, right? Now, not so much. When you think about making a better life for your kids, what I encourage you to do is think about how you can make their spiritual life better than your spiritual life was. That you think about how you can make their personal relationship with God better than the personal relationship with God that you had when you were younger. Deuteronomy 6 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them 
on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Impress them on your children, not by force, but with love and joy. As I I look at those verses from Deuteronomy chapter 6 that I just read, I, I think we could really just summarize them all with one statement. That statement is this, extraordinary parenting happens in the ordinary moments of life. Extraordinary parenting happens in the ordinary moments of life. Proverbs 22.6 says, Start children off in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. For those of us who are parenting, we're parenting and training children who are made in the image of God. We better take care of that treasure. Extraordinary parenting happens in ordinary moments in life. So for example, most toddlers, most little ones, they love to be read to. Well, read to them. And while you're reading to them, read to them a a Bible story from a Bible picture book, or maybe even just from the Bible. It's an ordinary moment. They're just sitting there on your lap. But I want you to know that when you share God's word with your children, the Holy Spirit is there. This is an extraordinary happening. If your children are a little bit older, and, and if it hasn't happened yet, it, it will happen in the next week or two as school is out. They'll come around, they'll go, I'm bored. Huh? Well, if they're bored, direct them to the YouVersion Bible and the YouVersion Bible plans. They have a ton of them for kids. There's videos in there. You can take them to the Bible Project, and there's videos there. You can watch them together. The ordinary moment, moment of being bored, and you bring God into it. For some of you, as your kids are even a, a step older than that, you know, a lot of you guys, what you are, right, is like what I was too when, when I was in that phase, a taxi cab driver. You know, you're, you're taking your kids to school, you're taking your kids to practice, uh, to the games, to concert. You're just always, there's so much car time the ordinary moments of being in a car. Well, when you're in the car, why don't you share with them what God's doing in your life right now? Why don't you share with them what you're praying about for them? Why don't you ask them, you know, what are their prayers? What are their fears and worries and and how God can help out? And for me right now, my kids are older And I I want you to know, I'm having a blast now as a parent. I'm having as much fun as when they were little ones and they're doing everything new for the first time. Uh, We'll talk about current events and how this relates to the Bible, okay? And not how Christians act to it because sometimes that's not so good. We say, what is... What's, what's really in the scripture? We'll share podcasts back and forth with one another. We'll have discussions, intellectual discussions. I learn a lot and I'm having fun. Extraordinary parenting just happens in the ordinary moments of life. 
So I don't know about you, but there, there were times when I thought that, man, for me to be able to, to have God's word really hit home with my kids and everything, it just had to be like the perfect moment. It had to be this uh, amazing thing. And so many times, you know, I didn't say the right thing, do the right thing and all that. And I just blew it. And I don't know if you've ever felt like that too. You missed the opportunity. It was right there and you didn't take it. And after we fail a number of times, some of us dads, we, we just kind of resort to dad life being about dad jokes. You know, we're lowering the bar to dad jokes or maybe just resigning to apathy. We don't want to get in the way. We just want to kind of keep the peace going. Well, I want you to know that God, our Father, he never resigns to apathy and he never lowers the bar. In fact, he raises the bar. He raises the bar. Jesus said, this is how high the bar is. He goes, be, he be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. That's what God, our father demands fathers be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Right? We know that saying like father, like son. Okay. So dads be perfect. Happy father's day. Hmm. Well, God demands perfection. We can't reach that, right? And see, here's the thing. A lot of people, and maybe you're one of them, a lot of people think that Christianity is about following the rules huh? or, or making up for the times when you didn't keep all the rules. God demands perfection, and we can't be perfect. But there was and is one who was and is perfect, Jesus Christ, right? Sinless and perfect. And that's why he's so important. That's why Jesus is so important. You see, if you and I have just one sin on our record, we're not going to heaven. Jesus does not grade on the curve he grades on the cross. Okay. Jesus is perfect. There's a theological term. It's called propitiation. Okay. I'd ask you to say it again, but I'm not sure that I could say it again. Okay. But that word propitiation, what it means is, is that Jesus kept and fulfilled all the requirements of the law in our place, okay, in our place. See, sometimes people think that, that Jesus came and said, well, you know, we're just gonna lower the bar here. I'm just gonna make it so you can do whatever you want, doesn't matter, all that stuff. No, that's not why Jesus came. He says this in Matthew 5, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. We can't possibly be perfect. So Jesus says to us, let me do it for you, okay? Let me do it for you. Trust me and follow me. And because Jesus fulfilled all the requirements of the law, all the requirements of righteousness, and because of this word propitiation, you and I get credit for it. 
It's even better than Oprah. It's like it, and you get credit for 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 it, and you get credit. The whole world gets credit for what Jesus did. This is what the scriptures say. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Righteousness comes not from raising the bar, not from jumping higher, not from trying harder, not from comparing yourselves to others. It comes by trusting in Jesus. Is that how you've been living your life? Dads, are you still comparing your lives to others? Maybe to to other dads? Maybe to your own dad? Are you trying to raise the bar in the the area of recreation or your professional life or your family life? Are you you trying to raise the bar being a better husband, a, a better father? Do you think it's really all about discipline? Or are you beginning to realize that being a great dad starts the personal relationship with Jesus. It all starts with Jesus. For all of us. Jesus sets the bar high and he clears it easily. And he gives you and me credit for. Jesus was sinless. A bad word never slipped out. He never pointed at someone with a non-pointing finger. He never had a bad thought. And we get credit for all of that. Even though we've had bad words slip out. We've used our hands to communicate how we really feel. And for all of our bad thoughts as well. Jesus raised the bar, cleared the bar, and died on the cross. See, that's Christianity. Christianity is not about following the rules. It's not about trying to make up for the rules that we broke. It's not about jumping higher, running faster, doing better. That's for all of our performance coaches and life coaches and all of that. That's not Jesus. See, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good people. Jesus didn't come to make good people great people. Jesus came 
for people like you and me. Jesus came to make spiritually dead people spiritually alive. Jesus came to take us from spiritual death to spiritual life. And that's why great deaths start with the perfect son. Because we need Jesus. We start with Jesus and then we follow him. And I know that, that some of you are saying, yeah, I know, but I, I've tried that and I, I've, I got off to a good start and then I failed. Well, welcome to Humanity 101. You can start reading about it on like page two in the scriptures. If we were to outline our life in words on a, on a t-shirt or something, it would be start with Jesus, follow him, fall down, God's grace and mercy, repeat. See, great dads start with the perfect son. Great dads start with a personal relationship with Jesus. And here's how you can do it this week. And we talked about it already before. In the ordinary moments of life. When the toddler wants a book read to them, read them a book and share in that time God's story. And the extraordinary happens. When your kids are a little bit older and they're going, I'm bored. One of the options is the YouVersion Bible app. It's a lot of Bible plans in there just for kids. You can go to the Bible Project, watch a video with them. Again, they'll learn and you will too. And when they get a little bit older and you're in the car driving them all over God's creation, talk with them about what God's doing in your life right now. Talk with them about what you're praying for, for them. Talk with them and find out their fears, their worries, their concerns, their hopes, their dreams. When they get a little bit older, talk with them about current events and their perspective and what God's word says about this and how they see this playing out. Share podcasts with them. Converse. Mm-hmm. However you do, whatever you do, use the ordinary moments to start a personal relationship with Jesus. Because that's extraordinary. Let's pray. Lord God, our our Heavenly Father, happy Father's Day, Dad. Thank you for being a good, good Father. Thank you for adopting us into your family giving us good gifts, giving us good callings. 
Lord, help us to follow you. And when we stumble, pick us up and carry us as our good, good Father. Lord God, help us to start with the perfect son and to start with a personal relationship with him. Because when we do, we'll see that you really are our all in all and that you're all that we need. Pray this in your name, Jesus, our loving Savior. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.